Join the conversation with Tommy Weber. Pro and college baseball coach Tommy Weber brings you cutting-edge interviews and thought-provoking commentary in a weekly podcast dedicated to baseball, sports, current events, and the world. Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and TommyWeberBaseball.com. And make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TommyWeberBaseball. It's time to get the conversation started, so here's your host, Tommy Weber. Welcome back to the conversation. This is Tommy Weber from Tribeca, New York City, my hometown, the greatest city in the world, where Mother Nature is reminding us that she is always in control. Another cold day, as we just can't seem to shake this winter. Hopefully uh, this week coming up, uh, we will be done with it, have some 70-degree weather, and get out to play some golf and watch some good baseball. I have a great guest with me today, Caitlin Callahan from the Brewster Whitecaps in St. Mary's, uh, is going to be with us. Um, before we get to her, I want to tell you a little in something I went through uh, last week. Um, you know, there's a lot of debate about the merits of travel baseball. Of course, uh, there is only really one way to play baseball nowadays, and that is to play on a travel team. Um, I recently went to a travel ball game, which I uh, try to avoid at all costs, and I walked away with a lot of observations. Number one, the absence of joy on the part of the players was palpable. You really couldn't leave thinking that these kids were having a lot of fun. It was a 13-year-old team, and um, there was a lack of energy. There were coaches yelling at players and parents who were far too much uh, involved and thinking that they had an awful lot at risk when they had really nothing at risk, uh, putting a lot of pressure on the players as well. And I just thought to myself, there's a lot of resources that are brought to bear at these tournaments, uh, both human and otherwise, and... Um, commensurately, there is very little gain on the part of the players. And we really uh, should take stock in the fact that the very people who are enlisted to make sure that this is, above all, a joyous experience for the players are the ones who are making it just the opposite. I couldn't help as I walked away but feeling not only sad, but one word kept coming up uh, in my head, and that was the word toxic. And um, I really think that uh, we need to do some soul-searching about how we're uh, going about introducing young people to the game of baseball. I understand I'm a free market capitalist and guys are making money and that's great. I have nothing at all against that. Uh, but at the same time, it doesn't mean uh, that we have to abandon the very, very purpose for which that we bring these kids together. Number one is to have fun. And number two is to develop some skills, both socially and baseball wise, uh, that can serve them in the future. And from what I witnessed uh, a week and a half ago, there was none of that going on at all. So that's my take on it. Uh, I know there's a lot of debate about it on Twitter and it's all the other social media outlets, but um, it, it makes me sad to think that uh, the game has changed that much and not for the better. So that's my rant. Uh, Caitlin Callahan is the Major League Baseball liaison uh, in the Cape Cod League for the 2017 Brewster Whitecaps champions uh, Caitlin was as instrumental in our success over the summer uh, as any player or other personnel was. She did a tremendous job. She is a senior, I believe, a junior or senior, um, out at St. Mary's in California, and she is with us, and we are honored to have her. Caitlin, how are you? It's good to hear from you, Tommy. I, I'm excited to be on the podcast with you today. Well, you were one of the first people I thought of when we when we came up with this concept of the conversation. Obviously, it was uh, born of 
what we uh, what we accomplished this summer and 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 the lifetime spent in the game and just a lot of guys realizing that hey you know what baseball really is above all else just a long conversation it's one we've had since we were kids and uh, especially this season it just seemed like that conversation was 24 hours a day and of course our players uh, gave us one of the great rides that anybody could ever hope for um, and you were right there. Uh, you know, front and center all the way. Uh, you, you had a really tough job. Um, and I must say, um, I'm doing this a long time. And, and the grace and the, the strength that you showed uh, and the ability that you showed to navigate uh, some difficult waters was, was really fun to watch. It was great to see you grow in that position. And I, I can only hope that your position will be uh, expanded uh, because you really have a lot to offer. Thank you, Tommy. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely hoping this this summer I get to continue to expand, you know, the learning and the process. And I mean, just when you're just saying about baseball being a conversation, I mean, it's definitely my favorite thing to talk about. So I, I'm excited to just well, nobody, go back and... Nobody in Tribeca is going to hold against you the fact that you're a, a rabid Boston Red Sox fan. Um, I was I was a little worried about that. And I have to say, you definitely, like my relationship with you has changed my view on Yankee fans completely. Wow. So. Wow. So wait a minute, wait a minute. Did you, did you not like Yankee fans before and you have more respect for them? Or is it just the opposite? Because I could read into that one way or another. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it's just, it's great to see that there are Yankee fans out there who are great, genuine human beings, you know, <laughs> I, I just, <laughs> I, you will not, not be allowed to, to too hard. the bleacher creatures will not have any of you. I hate to tell you, you'd have to go accompanied by a security detail. Uh, if you're going to make it out to Yankee stadium, but I'd be more than happy to accompany you. So, um, I, I must say, you know, when I, when I think about the conversation, I, I, I keep here in my head, I keep hearing this word inclusion, uh, last season. And I felt like um, nobody was ever excluded from the conversation, regardless of what you did for the club. Uh, if you wanted to be in on the dialogue, you were. And, 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 and that was not at all by design. It wasn't like some cause that we had. But, you know, right from the very beginning, you were as much a part of these conversations as any player or any other part of the personnel uh, uh, was. And, and that impressed me a great deal because usually, you know, you're younger, it's your first foray. Usually people are a little reticent to get involved, but you jumped in with both feet. And I think it says a lot about you. Thank you. I mean, I, I think a lot of it had to do with being a player myself. Uh, just not, I, I can't imagine not being in a dugout, you know, and learning from coaches. That's, that's something I've done my whole life. So I, I guess part of me, you know, took the job that I was given and then adapted it so that, you know, I was still learning in the best way I knew how. Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to address the, the elephant in the room very quickly here. And, and, I, and I make no bones about this. One of the things that struck me was, and I'm in the game my whole life and it is, it's a, it's, it's a guy's, you know, it's a boys club. There's no, no doubt about that. And I'm as much a part of that as anybody was. Um, and I make no apologies for that. And that is, here is this woman who has a, a real savvy for the game and a real intellect. And you, you, you stopped, I stopped seeing you as kind of the girl. Uh, and I started seeing you as a teammate and an equal very, very quickly. And, and, and I learned a great deal from that. Uh, not, not to necessarily judge a book too quickly by its cover. Um, and uh, I, I think that was a really impressive thing. Where does that come from? Your initiative and your ability to sort of, you know, kind of acclimate yourself to your environment so quickly. 
I mean, I grew up playing baseball. I played baseball up until with the boys up until my freshman year of high school. So I had always kind of been that, you know, the girl on the team. And it, it was like having a, a big group of brothers, you know. Um, it's always been about playing and learning and all of that. So jumping in feet first, you know, the first few days, don't get me wrong. Some of the guys like, who's this girl? I remember Robert Broom. I was talking to him about pitches and he was like, you're, you're kind of like that girl from trouble with the curve, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, not, not quite, but I, I appreciate it. But it, there was definitely a shift. I think once you, you, as the coaches, I remember coach chef check saying, you know, she, she's going to be helping us out this summer, all that addressing all the players and, once the coaches kind of shifted, I mean, the team did too, very quickly. I was, I was surprised. Um, but it, it was the same feeling, you know, being, being with a big group of guys was just like having a bunch of brothers almost. Yeah. I'm, I must say myself, I was really impressed by, um, you know, I, I envisioned this thing can go either way. You could have a group of guys who are, you know, guys, if you will. And then you could have a group of, of players who respect and understand what a team's all about. Uh, and, and whoever's a part of our team is a part of our team, regardless of male, female, black, white, it really didn't matter. And I, and I'm so glad and fortunate that, uh, we had a group of guys comprised of the latter and not the former. And, um, I, I, I could, yeah, I could see really easily where it could be, it could go either way. I mean, it's just, it's just the way it is. Um, let, let me, let me ask you something. When you think back about 2017 and, and you have, you know, these like a flash of, of what do you, what are some of your most vivid recollections from that season? I mean, obviously just those, those last few pitches, uh, <laughs> right before everyone stormed onto the field, you know, winning the championship, of course, was a, a highlight. I remember Chandler Taylor picking you up on his, uh, on his shoulders and, you know, carrying you around and AJ with holding up the trophy all of that. But I mean, even from the beginning, I remember my first conversation with Tony Losi, who's absolutely an incredible pitcher and an incredible human being. Just his attitude is unlike any I've seen, but he, he was talking to me about pitches um, at the very beginning. And he was like, he was trying to get me to memorize them. He's like, you, you, you need to remember these. And I was like, I will, don't, don't worry. I, I, I got you. Um, but there, there are quite a few. I remember I have a vivid memory of, um, walking up to the field the first day and kind of having those butterflies in my stomach, like, oh man, this, this could go either way. <laughs> what did um, I get myself into? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I, I'm glad I got myself into it. That's for sure. So when you, when you talk about that moment and, and, and me being hoisted up, you must be thinking of this moment. Fielded by Graffino. Throw on to first. In time. Now and forever. The Brewster Whitecaps are kings of the Cape. In 2017, the Brewster Whitecaps defeat the Bourne Braves and win their first Cape League championship since 2000. Can you believe it? The little team that could comes back and wins game three at home. Two to nothing. The final score. Where were you? Where were you at that moment? Where, where, where were you? I was, I was in the dugout. I was in the dugout uh, standing next to some of the coaches and players, I think I was standing next to Will and Joe Maltier, I believe. And I just remember all of them jumping over the dugout fence <laughs> and sprinting yeah. over. I think it, 
I, I just, yeah, at that moment, you should, I wish you could have seen my face, but as I was hearing Aiden speak, I, my face was just like the smile on my face was just growing bigger and bigger. Yeah. It never gets old. Does it? No, no. And it never will. Good. Make, I'm, I'm make so, it my alarm clock. That's when right. I wake up in the morning. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know if you want to really want to wake up to his voice, but it needed, that was one of the great calls <laughs> of all time was, and it was absolutely a very, very special day. Looking forward now. Um, has your role changed at all with the Brewster Whitecaps? Just to be, just to be uh, clear, uh, Caitlin's role as the Major League Baseball liaison is a very, very critical role for any team in the Cape. One of the most important things that a team can do in the Cape is make sure that scouts, uh, cross-checkers, and even general managers, when they come up, uh, have all the information that they need or want on any player. I mean, one of the reasons why we're there is we get the best players on the planet and we want to make sure uh, that they are presented to Major League Baseball in as positive a fashion as is possible. And that really is part of a, a, a gigantic, well, a very small piece of a gigantic job that Caitlin has. Uh, what, if any, will change? How will that change in 2018? I believe at the at the end of last season, I was promoted to the assistant general manager manager position, and that's that's been more. I've been in contact with Ned Monty, our, our general manager, and Coach Shevchek uh, throughout the year, and just it's it's more on the side of working with the players more now too, and communicating with them, you know, helping with the player guides. I I was just at the uh, Cal Washington game where I got to check in on AJ and. Joe Demers and there were two future Whitecaps on the Berkeley team. And I, I got to meet both of, both of their parents and just kind of, you know, answer any of their questions, whether it be, you know, does, does Darren need a Carter out here? Like where, where are the best places to stay? You know, mm-hmm. what should we do? And all of that. And I was, of course I said, you know, go into the city. So go see a Red Sox game. <laughs> <laughs> Don't rub it in. Don't rub it in. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot more. Oh, I'll still be working with the scouts. Uh, not as much so. We we will have a new MLB scout liaison, but I'll still be working with the scouts, help scheduling neuro testing, which I did last year a little bit, um, helping out with, you know, getting the roster sent over for the Fenway workout, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I, I, I... I make this, this is no secret about how I feel about you and the rest of the young people, interns that, that, uh, that work at Brewster. Um, if need be, you guys could, we could all just sit back and you could steer the ship and do a fabulous job. You could run the whole operation. You'd be great at it. And I don't think there's anything, um, within the organization or without in the league that if you did it, uh, you wouldn't be absolutely uh, great at and as good as anybody else, if not better. Um, so, uh, I, I know that 2018, you're going to take on whatever new responsibilities you have and, and, and do a fabulous job. I can't wait to see you in, in this new role. I want to ask you a specific question that, that I don't know if, I don't know if people ask you this much, but I, I'd feel remiss if I didn't, um, being a woman in 2017, uh, did you have any experiences where you said, you know what, man, I thought I would never have to deal with this again, or Really, is this guy actually asking me this question? Uh, did you have anything like that during the season? Oh, definitely. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> when you're, you're you're bound to come across a few a mm-hmm. few of them that just you know aren't going to accept a female in the baseball industry. I mean, like you were saying earlier, it is a it's a male dominated mm-hmm. um, industry, and 
I have no problem with that. But as long as I'm respected, it, it all works out. But there was one scout. I remember I was, so each, each game during batting practice or before the game during batting practice, I would hand out rosters to scouts and give my little spiel, say, you know, hi, I'm, I'm Caitlin. This is my number. If you have any questions at all about any of the players or the program, anything, I, I'm here to speak with you. And this, I, I couldn't even tell you what team he was from, but he, he was an older, older guy. And he was like, you know what? Yeah, I have a question. Which player are you sleeping with? Ouch. And oh my, ugh, I, I just kind of looked at him and batted my eyes and I was like, excuse me. Um, and he's like, which player are you sleeping with? And yeah. oh man, it, it took everything in me not to just lose it right there on him because I, I took my, I still take my job very seriously. And you know, that's the last thing I went out to the Cape for, you know, in in my mind, I was out there for baseball. I don't know what this guy was out there for, but clearly it was, well, I remember that oh. day. I remember that. And I remember overhearing yeah. it and then imposing myself as I, as I am want to do and telling you that if you just point him out to me, um, that I will walk up to him and punch him in his face because that's really what he deserves. So somebody like that who's going to pull that kind of nonsense on a young woman who's just trying to do her job deserves to get punched in the face, whoever he is. So, um, you know, those are the kinds of guys who don't think the internet is going to be around for a long period of time. And they're in the dark ages and they know it and they're scared to death. And what happens when you're scared is you become a bully. Uh, and I'm, I, I, unfor that's an unfortunate incident, but just understand that everybody with the white caps has your back when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. And I mean, I remember specifically that day, all, I mean, you, Neil, uh, Chev, Straub, Will, every single one of you guys was like, which guy is it? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> especially like, Caitlin, here's, here's when I joined him. When I heard he was old, I figured I could take him. So then I was all in. I'm ready to go. <laughs> if he was like 27 oh. and he just got finished playing, he's in great shape. I might not have been as quick to, to jump to your defense. <laughs> just in the interest of full disclosure. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we got oh. you back and, and we understand that, that kind of stuff is out there. Let, let, let me ask you something about, about the, the your long term, which, uh, you know, the kind of long term future. Um, Obviously, this is a wonderful thing to have on your resume, especially uh, when you have on your resume that you were instrumental in bringing a championship to a place that hasn't had a championship in a thousand years. Um, what? How specific are your your goals in baseball, in sports? Um, what do you want to do? I mean, I would absolutely love to work in baseball. I'm just, you know, being on a team my whole life, I'm definitely a team player, so if that means, you know, starting out in the ticketing office and working my way over to player operations, I'll do it a hundred percent. I would love to work with statistics. I absolutely am so passionate about baseball statistics. There's so much you can learn just from looking at, you know, on base percentage, uh -huh. uh, spin rate. I mean, that was a lot. I remember all the summer I, I made friends with the trackman. Uh, oh, right. because I was like, I, I want to learn about this. This, this is super interesting to me. Um, but I'd love to work either in player operations or statistical analysis or scouting any of the above. Well, you're on the right track because, um, 
if you want to be in this game in the 21st century, you've got to adopt and become acclimated with the technology, whether you like it or not. It doesn't mean that you have to be a devotee, but you really do have to have a facility for all of the new technology that's being used so prevalently throughout baseball. So uh, you, you, you have the, the right uh, aim and goals in mind. You've got to really uh, uh, be okay with that. So if, if, if perfect world, what job do you wind up with? I mean, I'd love to be an MLB scout. That that would be the dream, getting to travel and watch baseball and analyze uh, different players. I remember there there were some scouts that were unbelievable and actually took took time to really explain, you know, what they were looking for and how they were looking for it. And one of them, this is another person who changed my view on the Yankee organization, uh, Matt Hyde. He Yankee broke scout. it down to me. Uh, he broke it down to me in you know, five, five different aspects. And that just even watching games now going to either a college game or an MLB game, it, it's really interesting to look at players and be like, you know what, this is, this is why they, they pick this guy, you know, his, there's his power, his speed, you know, yep. all this stuff. Yep. Yeah. He's a good guy. He's up there all the time. We are talking to Caitlin Callahan, MLB liaison 2017 with the championship Brewster Whitecaps. Uh, we're going to return. Caitlin's going to come back. Uh, we got a lot of stuff we want to talk to. She's absolutely terrific. We will be right back. You're listening to The Conversation with Tommy Weber. We'll be right back. This episode of The Conversation with Tommy Weber is brought to you by 4momalz.com. Join the fight against Alzheimer's and support our good friends, Hunter and Braden Bishop, as they bring awareness to a struggle that many families face through their charity, 4mom. Make sure to follow them on Twitter at hashtag 4mom. And for all your mortgage needs, call Northern Security Capital Corp., the New York area's most dedicated mortgage broker. If you're buying or refinancing a home, there's only one place to go. Call Northern Security Capital Corp. today at 718-273-1010. And now, back to the show. Jackson 5, that's about as good as it gets. Wow. Man, oh man. Caitlin Callahan, Major League Baseball liaison. She will have expanded duties this year in 2018 with the defending champion Brewster Whitecaps. Boy, it's been a long time since they were able to say that in Brewster. Um, We are having a great chat with her. She's just, uh, she did a fabulous job last year and she's going to just do yeoman's work this year. I know it. She's great. Um, Caitlin, you have a question for me? I know you have a question that you, you want to... Okay, go ahead. Shoot. I I just want to know what you think. Well, I know I have a I have an idea, but what what's your whole opinion on coaches in baseball, you know, calling pitches? <laughs> Somebody... Did, did Shevchik call you up and tell you to ask me that because he wanted to see me have a <laughs> stroke uh, on this podcast? <laughs> No, uh, well, it, didn't. It, it's 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 rare that you don't know my opinion on stuff because I'm 
kind of quick to give it. Uh, and this is no exception. I, I, I don't know of anything that speaks of guys having way too much time on their hands and, um, you know, getting an, very little for a lot than this obsession with hiding, concealing, and giving signs. Um, my, my, my own opinion about signs is the way you give them is you hide them in plain sight. You make them so simple that they're almost impossible to pick up. Also, the reality is, and this is not me, this is a friend of mine who right now is a major league player, said to me over the winter, we were discussing this very topic. The reality is, if the other team even knew what you were doing, the likelihood of them being able to defend it doesn't go up that dramatically. You know, if you know the other team's bunting and they get a good bunt down, you're going to pick it up and throw it to first base. So um, this has now risen to a level of ridiculousness that I never could have anticipated. I think it's the University of Missouri. There was a shot on Twitter the other night of they now have an LED screen in their dugout and it gives these three numbers. And that is how they communicate signs from the dugout to their players when they're up at the plate or they're on base. Now, if this doesn't scream of absurdity and amateurism. I don't know what does. Um, I, I, I had a conversation with, with Bobby Valentine once and he was absolutely right. He was asked, um, what's the difference between uh, playing in Japan and playing in the United States or managing in Japan and managing in the United States? And he said, you know what? In Japan, we outwork you. The problem with the United States baseball is we're always trying to trick you. We're always trying to look for a way to get around the fact that it's all about the work. And in college, especially, the reality is it's all about the players. The best teams are the teams that recruit the best players. That's why for the last 60 years, the best teams have been the best teams. It's not because they've had the best managers, coaches, or development. The truth of the matter is they get the best players. And if you have the best horses, you're going to win an awful lot, no matter how you give or don't give signs. Uh, I used a set of signs that the Mets used in 2000 in the Subway Series against the Yankees, which if I told you about them, you would think they were Little League signs. And they were. But they were so simple that they were almost impossible to pick up. And if somebody does pick up your sign, all you have to do is change them. But to spend all of this time on how to give and how to relay and have four decoys, it really does raise it to the level of absurdity, in my opinion. So that's my take. How's that? Definitely. I, I agree with you hundred <laughs> percent. And I, I think those number signs, I, I just, with my experience, they're so easy to pick up on. And at the same time, you're like you said, you're wasting so much time. Right. Especially when guys, the truth be told, I watch these games and a lot of guys can't catch and throw. A lot of guys can't execute guys strike out way too much. Perhaps I'll tell you what, when your team stops striking out 10 and 12 times a game and you're making every play, and you're not committing any errors, then you can worry about concealing signs until then. Uh, you've got a lot of work to do and a lot more heavy lifting to do than to worry about something, uh, in my opinion, as innocuous as signs. Um, so that's my take on that. Um, Caitlin Callahan, uh, Major League Baseball liaison, um, going to be a real big shot in, in Brewster this year. We're gonna, she's going to be like the go-to person in, in Brewster. A lot of people are going to be leaning on you. She's second year. Now you're like a veteran. Uh, you know what that means, right? A lot more responsibility. Right, a lot more questions. A lot more people are going to be asking you where to eat. Okay, uh, but I, I know I'm this much. To it for sure, I know this much. The best place in the world to eat is anywhere Caitlin's mom is, because that woman is one of the great cooks of all time. At the end of the season, oh. our lease ran out. Right, we ran so deep into the playoffs that our lease ran out. We were fortunate enough to be taken in by the Callahans. Well, <laughs> I haven't been treated this well since. My, my grandmother 
my Italian grandmother on 276 First Street in Brooklyn was taking care of me. And that was a long, long time ago. We got up every morning to a full breakfast. Dinner was waiting when we got back home after a game because the restaurants closed. I mean, your mom was a savior. And we, you know, Neil Barbella and I cannot thank you enough for that wonderful show of hospitality. I mean, we loved having you guys. And I know my mom, my mom is a saint. I need to call her each day just to thank her. And you and me both. I mean, I miss her cooking more than anything when I'm in college. Oh my goodness. I'm away here. And baking. Like, <laughs> I mean, it yeah. was, it was like, the, it was the like, brownies. oh, the brownies and those Rice Krispie treats. And it was kind of like being, it was living with like, if Martha Stewart was really a nice person, that's what it was like. <laughs> that's really what it was like. <laughs> uh, but your mother's oh wonderful and uh, we, we, we can't thank her enough. So um, what do, uh, are you in finals now? No, I have about three weeks left. Oh, you we do? Have, we have six games left of our season, one home series and one away. Uh, we actually just got back from BYU last night. Um, yeah, so we're... I think I finished finals up May twenty May twenty fifth around okay. that time, and then I'll be heading for the K June first. Wow, wow, it's right around the corner. Can't wait. Um, again, I can't thank you enough. We're going to wrap it up, Caitlin Callahan. Come on up to Brewster, say hello, Caitlin. You are a, a gem, and I am so glad that um, we will forever have that uh, wonderful season, that championship season. And uh, whatever comes about in 2018, we'll face it head on. And if there's anything you ever need, you know, I got you covered. I want to thank you so much thank for stopping so much. in. Oh, thank you. I, I, I absolutely love talking to you. And I look forward to this season, learning more from you and Neil and Chev and the whole Whitecap staff. Well, it's going to be a blast. That's going to do it. We're going to wrap it up uh, from the podcast. From the conversation with Tommy Weber, this is Tommy Weber saying, we will see you next time. Fred and Florence's son, we are out of here. 